0: Good evening, Goodbye Forever by Natchang Rinpoche, chapter 17, part 1. We both knew we were unsuited. We both knew that we weren't even friends. We had almost nothing in common other than we'd once attended the foundation year at Farnham Art School. I took it more or less in my stride. I left early in the morning before hell had awoken. There's no need to say goodbye when it's goodbye forever. Chapter 17. Perchance to Dream. Late September 1971. I passed through Carlisle on the way back to Farnham. I'd met a young lady on the road. She, like me, had been hitching. The hour had been getting late and she'd offered me a place to lay my head. Her name was Emily. There was no romantic inclination in either of us and we were so unalike that conversation was not easy. While staying with Emily in Carlisle overnight, however, I was persuaded to extend my sojourn. Emily told me about a venue where I could play a set I stayed and played and met her two friends Rose and Valerie who'd come up from Exeter Art School to spend a short weekend with her. They were all fine art students and had attended the same foundation course. Emily's friends were strikingly different. I got on with them so well that they persuaded me to make a detour through Exeter on my way home. That was quite some detour, but as I'd planned to spend the best part of a week in Edinburgh, I was not exactly in any tearing hurry. Fine, I'd travel back to Exeter with them. The set I played went well. Rose and Valerie were evidently blues enthusiasts, and so they wanted me to play a set on the Exeter Art School Folk and Blues Night. Certainly if I could borrow a guitar and if I could borrow some tools to make a nut-razor. They laughed about what they imagined a nut-razor to be and asked me, do you plan to play sans-culottes then? To which I replied, you hum it and I'll play it. They howled with laughter at that. Then I explained that nut raiser was not a nut raiser and that it would be necessary to make one in order to play lap slide. It was fine on Emily's nylon strung guitar. Spanish guitars have a high action so all I needed to do was sling an ultralight steel set on it for the night. If I borrow a steel strung however I'd need to make a device to raise the nut, hence nut raiser. But wouldn't that be difficult, Valerie asked. No, if I could borrow the right tools, it wouldn't need to look pretty and I'm sure I could get away with something fairly simple. And so it was settled. I was due to be back on stage again, just when I thought those days were over. We bade goodbye to Emily and took off for South Devon to fresh woods and pastures new. On the steps of Exeter Art School, I sat down and smiled. I smiled as soon as Rose and Valerie appeared. I'd been sitting, meditating, as was my custom whilst waiting anywhere. No one ever seemed to notice anything unusual in that I never made it obvious by placing my hands in the meditation mudra. Some people adopted mudras to let other people know that they were doing something special. I found that decidedly creepy. Perfect in the appropriate setting, but pretentious when sitting on a park bench. You weren't contemplating your navel, were you Vic? Rose smiled as she loomed, seemingly out of nowhere. Someone's maybe, but not mine, I replied, which made both Rose and Valerie burst out laughing. They pulled up their t-shirts and said, you can contemplate ours if you like. A pleasure and a privilege, I replied, but my contemplation can be somewhat lengthy, so maybe we'd better get some lunch it was indeed lunchtime they'd come to join me enjoying the cool October sunshine and we were shooting the breeze about anything and everything they were a conversational whirlwind it's strange I began being on the outside we often sit out here at lunchtime Rose grinned. That made me laugh. Rose and Valerie looked at me with slight confusion. That's not quite what I meant. I meant outside, vis-a-vis my not being an art student at the moment. It hadn't really hit me till now. I don't mean strange as in unpleasant, just strange. Glad that it's that kind of strange, Valerie chuckled. When you sounded like you were laughing for no reason at all, we wondered if you'd been at the dope. No, but funny you should think that, because people do sometimes think I'm stoned when I'm just enjoying colours and sounds. So how far out do you get when you do get stoned, Valerie inquired laughing in delight at what seemed to her a far-out statement. I don't get stoned. In fact, I've never touched the stuff, or anything else for that matter. I like a nice glass of red wine when I can afford it, but I've never experimented with drugs. Never, the two ladies yelped in tandem. That's got to be the weirdest thing for an art student to say, Rose continued. Well, certainly, but then I am a weird art student. You were never curious, Rose asked with some incredulity. I mean, everybody seems to try it, at least. Yes, well, I was curious back in 1966 when the Beatles' Revolver album came out, but not curious enough. For me, the curiosity was all based on the backwards guitar of I'm only sleeping and tomorrow never knows. Once I listened to that enough times, I discovered that those kinds of sounds were here, there and everywhere, as it were. You see, I'm naturally psychedelic. I see sounds and hear colours, without having to rearrange my brain chemistry and from what I've seen of people on dope and acid I wouldn't want to be there. They just get silly and laugh at nothing as I did when I laughed in response to your saying that you enjoyed being outside. Right well that's novel Valerie mused Don't get us wrong. We've both smoked a little to see what it was like, but neither of us have any interest in it. As you said, it makes people stupid. It makes them slow. What we notice about the dopeheads in fine art is that they don't really do a lot of work. Right, Rose cut in. We're here to work. I mean, we've only got three years, and if we can't get on a master's degree somewhere, the fun's over. That's exactly how I see it, I agreed, with a vehemence that even caused me slight surprise. Carpe diem. No choice about it. Carpe diem. If you're not passionate, you're dead. Carpe diem. You have to live it. If you can't live it, if you can't suck it down like oxygen, you end up as a factory fodder or growing mould in your eyebrows in some office somewhere. Rose and Valerie were in tears of laughter at the end of my tirade. "'Are you sure you're not on something?' Rose cackled. That made me cackle. "'I'm on everything. "'I'm mainlining life. "'I'm shooting up blues, "'inhaling art and snorting Vadriana. And in a more sedate tone, I said, "'But, as I said before, It's not that I was never curious, you'd have to be dead not to be curious. It's a promise I made to myself when my father backed down on throwing me out of the house unless I cut my hair. Then of course I had to tell them the whole story about how my father thought guitars and long hair led to heroin and a life of crime and homosexuality and perversions he couldn't even bring himself to mention. That's quite a story. Not the whole thing with your father, but making a promise like that to yourself that you'd never break, commented Valerie. It's really like something out of Robert Louis Stevenson or something. The honour thing. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, Uh, I'm sorry how that came out. I didn't mean it to sound like that or whatever. Valerie was obviously embarrassed and so I did my best to put her at ease. No need to be sorry. I am vaguely old-fashioned in some ways and strangely enough it's not the first time that someone's mentioned me being a little like something out of Robert Louis Stevenson. But what about Vajrayana Buddhism? asked Rose. I didn't take you for a religious type. Nor did I, I smiled. I'm probably not the typical religious type, just as I'm not a typical art student or typical hippie. Good for you, laughed Valerie. Who'd want to be typical? But if you're not typical as a Buddhist, well... What does that mean to you? Well, to me, it means that I'm not some sort of convert. I don't want to convert anyone. It means I'm not particularly pious, devout, spiritual, holy, mystical, unworldly or otherworldly. I've met spiritual types And what I notice mainly is that they tend to find me too unspiritual. I like to laugh. I burst into song. I like to laugh and when the sun is out, I've got something I can laugh about. I feel good in a special way in Exeter and it's a sunny day good day sunshine, good day sunshine, good day sunshine, or something like that. That made Rose and Valerie almost cry laughing until Rose finally said, all right, we believe you, we believe you, you're not spiritual and thank the fancy Christmas duck for that. I was glad that Rose and Valerie asked me no more because they obviously had no interest in Vajrayana, or any other religion for that matter. I never liked answering questions about Vajrayana unless people were genuinely interested. Throw-away information and casual conversation just never suited me where Vajrayana was concerned.